All right, so Luke chapter 11, verses 1 through 13. It also goes by the Lord's Prayer, okay? If you have like an NIV study Bible or something like that, in there there's a little, sometimes there's a little side caption that says the Lord's Prayer. And this is where Jesus prays a prayer. And I believe this passage answers a question that each and every one of us, I hope you've asked this question, maybe not out loud, but you've said it in your mind, maybe even in your heart. God, I want to know how to pray. I hear all these people talking about prayer. I hear all these Christians, even these bigger names, even Pastor John talking about prayer. Lord, how do I pray? And I think it's so good that we can go to the Word and learn exactly how to pray and exactly what the formula is. All right, let's look at verse 1. One day, Jesus was praying in a certain place. When he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, just as John taught his disciples. You see, I think this disciple is smart, okay? He asked, Lord, teach us to pray. He's seen Jesus pray time and time again. He'd seen him pray for hours. He'd seen him pray on a mountainside. He'd seen him pray in situations where they needed something right then and there. He'd seen God answer the prayers of this man. And so he says, I've seen God work on your behalf. Teach me to pray just like you pray. I think that each and every one of us should ask the same question. Lord, teach me to pray. I know that I've done that before. How many of you guys have said some interesting prayers before? I've said some interesting prayers. I've said probably some weird prayers. I'm sure the Lord has a a sense of humor, so I'm sure he's laughed at some of the things that I've said while obviously working in my behalf to do them. Let's take a look at what this formula that Jesus gives us for prayer is. He said to them, when you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone who sins against us and lead us not into temptation. Now see, I'm sure some of you guys have heard that passage before. Maybe it sounded a little bit different. Some of you guys might have learned as you were younger, the King James Version. How many of you guys have learned that version? Okay, some of you, the quiet types, okay. All right, it's all right, we'll go, we'll get there, we'll get there, it's okay. So I've learned the King James Version when I was younger, and so reading the NIV version, even the updated NIV version, kind of threw me off. And so the whole time I was reading it, I was trying to, like, insert the different words. And, and so I was like, okay, this, that's just not going to work. I'm going to have to scrap all that and, and go with the new NIV version, why they updated it. I have no idea. But it says, Father, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come. How many of you guys know what hallowed or hallowed means? What does it mean? Holy. holy. Somebody give this girl some candy. That's awesome. Very good. It means holy. <laughs> I know you better know. <laughs> it means holy. It means pure. It means without blemish. She's exactly right. I just I wanted to throw that definition out there because sometimes when I was younger, I didn't know what hallowed means. I didn't know what hallowed means. I just say I say hallowed because my dad read the King James version, and you have to say that like real like pious like. No. Anybody else know what I mean? Hallowed. You know what I mean? Like with, with some bass in your voice. <laughs> So I believe that Jesus doesn't expect us to use this exact wording when we pray. How many of you guys, when you pray, you say, Father, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, give us our day. You guys say that when you pray? No? No? Okay, and so I still think that our prayers can be effective if we don't use this exact wording. But what I think Jesus is trying to show us is there's a formula to exactly how we are to pray. 
See, I think that each and every one of us, like we said before, we've said these interesting prayers, and sometimes we get a little creative. We kind of make up our own formula, and I think that uh, these creative prayers obviously make God laugh. I found one on the internet. YouTube is the preacher's best friend, all right? Let's take a look at this guy's prayer and see how creative he gets. Vacation delivered tonight by Joe Nels, pastor of Family Baptist Church. You see, I like that guy's prayer, okay? I'm going to start saying, boogity, 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 amen, and we're out. That's it. That's how we're going to start ending prayer, all right? See, this guy is thankful. I think he's got it right. He is grateful for what God has given him. It might sound a little interesting. It might make you even laugh, but he says, thank you for my smoking hot wife. He's a smart man. Not only is he grateful to God, he said, God, I thank you for this woman you've given me, but I'm also going to put a little change in the bank. That's good. That's a good, that's a good man. See, he's got it right. Our first step is praise to God or gratitude, like Pastor Tommy was talking about last week. That's your first feeling. Praise to God. You see that first line there, it says, Father, hallowed be your name. Father, holy is your name. Your kingdom come. Some versions even say, your kingdom come, your will be done. That's praise. That's how you open up the prayer. That's how you open the conversation. It's a place of humility, saying, God, your name is holy. God, your will be done. God, your kingdom come. Not mine. Not my name is holy. Not my name is good. You guys don't start prayer out by thanking yourselves, do you? No, 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 no. It's a normal thing for us to start prayer by thanking God, by being grateful for what he's given us, what he's done for us, and what he can do for us. How many of you guys have said some interesting prayers like this? God, I would really like the new iPhone 6S that came out. It, it, would, it would really bless me. Thanks. A amen. You guys haven't said anything like that? You have, like, five years ago. Okay, okay. Well, okay, so maybe, maybe it's yesterday, okay? Somebody's truthful. Maybe it sounds like this. God, I really need an A on this test that I didn't study for so I don't get grounded. Okay. I need you to give me all the right answers, Jesus. Boogity, boogity, boogity. And you guys said something like that before? Maybe without the boogity. <laughs> I've said some crazy stuff before in prayer. Like, it's, some of mine sounds something like this. God, I'm driving really fast right now. Some of the older, I'm driving really fast right now, and I'm trying to get to church. I'm trying to go do your work, Lord, so please keep me safe. 
that's an interesting prayer, okay? I think that's okay, right? That's okay to say that. No, okay. Some of you guys don't, don't agree with me. I think it's okay to say that. I think Jesus even dares us, wants us to ask for crazy things. I think he, he even tells us here in this passage. Let's look at verse 5. Then Jesus said to them, suppose you have a friend, and you go to him at midnight and say, friend, lend me three loaves of bread. A friend of mine on a journey has come to me, and I have no food to offer him. And suppose the one inside answers, don't bother me. The door is already locked, and my children and I are in bed. I can't get up and give you anything. I tell you, even though he will not get up and give you the bread because of friendship, yet because of your shameless audacity, he will surely get up and give you as much as you need. That's a crazy request, to go to somebody's house at midnight, no less, and say, hey, I've got a friend that came to my house unexpectedly. I need some food to give him. And knock and knock on the door at midnight. Have any of you guys ever been at somebody's house, at, gone to somebody's house at midnight and asked for something? You guys are bold, okay? You guys are bold. And it's interesting, the people that I'm looking at that raise their hands, your personality would also lend to that. You're bold. It's a bold request. Jesus says there, your shameless audacity, which also means boldness. The craziest of requests will be answered. Simply because you asked. You see, our next step, step two, is bold requests. Bold requests. I don't think God just wants us to ask for the small things, but I think he wants us to ask him for the big things, the things that seem crazy, the things that you actually need faith for, things that you actually have to believe for, not the smaller things. Obviously, the smaller things he loves to grant, he loves to give us. But I think it's the big things he loves to kind of show off with. Philippians 4, 6 says this. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. In every situation, small or big or indifferent. In every situation, with prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. How many of you guys remember Pastor Richard Crisco from last, last summer? Or I guess really this summer, this, this summer camp. All right, so don't know what that means. I wasn't there. I'm sorry if that was an inside joke. Anyway, Pastor Richard Crisco has a quote. He says, do not be afraid of attempting great things for God and failing, but be afraid of attempting little things for God and succeeding. Don't be afraid of going big and, and failing, but be afraid of doing something small and succeeding in God's name. And what I think he means is not necessarily don't go for the small things or don't ask for the small things, but God gets bigger fame and bigger glory when you go for the bigger things. And so when you say, I'm going to go big, and I know that my God's going to back me up, even if you flop, he gets more glory than if you were to do something small that doesn't seem like he's in it at all. So go for the big things. Ask for the crazy things. Ask for limbs to grow back. You guys prayed something like that? You, okay, we've got some bold people in here. Because of your shameless audacity, because of your boldness, ask for the crazy things, the bold requests, like limbs to grow back, for cancer cells to not show up on the next scan or test. These are things that you guys can ask for, even at your age. Age does not matter. It's the same God that you and I are talking to, right? It's the same God that your parents talk to, that even your grandparents talk to. So what makes your requests any different? 
verse 9, Jesus goes on to say this. So I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives. The one who seeks, finds. And to the one who knocks, the door will be opened. How many of you guys have knocked on somebody's door before? Gone to someone's house? Okay, so you've knocked on their door. Now, I've got a question for you. In those times that you've knocked on somebody's door, how many times did they answer on the first knock, the very first knock? You knocked and they opened. All right, so you see the difference in the amount of hands that we saw. It's rare for somebody to open on the first knock. But how come every time we go to prayer, or sometimes we go to prayer, I know even for myself, we go to God, we knock once, God, I need something, and then we walk away, and we're like, okay, God's not answering my request. God's not listening to me. He must not hear me. And then we go into this dramatic spell of, oh, God doesn't hear me. God doesn't know who I am. No, no, no. He wants you to knock. And sometimes he wants you to keep knocking. And it's not necessarily that he wants you to wait. Sometimes there is a lesson in waiting. But I think it's the, it's the petition that he wants. It's the persistence that he wants. Step three is persistent prayer. Persistent prayer. He wants you to keep asking, to keep going. That's what petition means. Petition is not just necessarily a one-sided conversation or a statement. Petition is a conversation. Persistence is what can get us to where exactly where we want to go. All right, let's read on. Which of you fathers, if your son asks for a fish, will give him a snake instead? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give this Holy Spirit to those who, excuse me, who ask him? See, there's another sermon in there about how the Holy Spirit is exactly what we need at any and all times, but we don't have time for that, so I'm not going to get into that. But Jesus is basically saying here that God is a good father, even better than us. He makes that aside, though you are evil, want to give good gifts to your children. God is a good father, and he wants to give good gifts to you. He wants to grant your request. He wants to listen to your prayers. I believe it makes him happy. That's right. Be grateful that you have a dad that wants to take care of you. Even the Holy Spirit can be granted to you. You see, our last and final step is trust daddy. Trust him. After you've knocked, after you have sought him out, trust him. Trust that he is who he says he is. Trust that he's done what he said that he's done. Trust that he does what he, say, what he says he can do. You see, I've seen this in my own life, and I've asked and thought these different thoughts, even in prayer and sometimes even just throughout the day. I don't know how many of you guys know this, but the last uh, couple of months have been really hard for me and my family. About eight weeks ago, my wife had a miscarriage, which would have been our third child. And it's, uh, it's honestly been the hardest thing I've ever gone through. I have no idea why it happened um, or exactly what happened, but even after the miscarriage, there's been some medical, um, I guess, complications, you can call them, that have come along with uh, 
with the miscarriage. And it's been really hard. It's been, I mean, almost like an endless nightmare for me and my wife. And we've just been waiting and waiting and waiting, really, for the clouds to break. And in this, I don't know if you guys are human like me, but in this, it's easy to become angry. It's easy to say, God, like, why? Why now? Why us? I don't know if you guys have ever been in a situation like that, but it's easy to get upset. And I'm, I mean, some preachers say, oh, well, you shouldn't get mad at God. No, 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 I'm not saying that I get mad at God. I'm saying it's easy to get upset with the situation. And because we don't understand, sometimes we fear what we don't understand. And when we get fearful or when we're afraid, sometimes it's easy to get angry. And in that fear, in that non-understanding and not knowing exactly what's going on, I've said, God, why? God, why now? Why us? I don't know exactly. I don't know exactly why it happened or what happened. I don't know even exactly what to do. The only thing that I know to do is, is to love on my wife and love on my kids, is to hold them and hold her, especially when she has her moments, because she does have her moments. Each of us do. But that's all I know to do. I don't know exactly what's going on. I'm not a doctor, obviously. I don't know exactly exactly what to do in those situations, but there is one thing that I know. I know his name is holy. That's what I know. That first line of the prayer that Jesus teaches, Father, hallowed be your name. Holy is your name. Do you guys know what the, what the word holy means? It means pure. It means without blemish. It means spotless, untainted. His name is not tainted. His reputation is spotless. He hasn't lost before. He hasn't lost once. That's what I know. That's what I can trust. Obviously, I can't trust doctors. I can't trust hearsay. I can't trust what other people are saying. But I can trust that my Father in heaven, who calls me his son, I can trust that his name is holy, that his name is pure. You see, guys, this right here, these words that we read, this, this book that we trust, this is his resume. This is his reputation. This is what he's done. This is what he is going to do for each and every one of us. This is what we can trust in. So this is what I hold on to. This is all I have, honestly. I've got a few of these. I've got different versions and different translations. They might look different, but it's all the same. His name is holy. It's without blemish. It is spotless. His reputation, he hasn't lost one, and so that is what I trust in. I don't tell you guys this to, I guess, get sympathy. I don't tell you guys this for you guys to run up and give me hugs after, which would be cool anyway. All right, just saying. I like group hugs. Anyways, I'm saying this because I want you guys to know that the God that we serve, not that I serve, the God that we serve, the God that we trust is the exact same. Even in your situation, when it seems dark, whatever is going on, you can trust in his name. You can trust our father. You can trust dad. To recap, our first step is praise to God. Secondly, Bold requests. Ask for the big things. The big things that bring him fame, that bring him glory. Next, persistent prayers. Don't stop asking. Don't stop knocking. 
Don't stop seeking until you find exactly what it is that you need. And lastly, trust dad. These are our four simple steps that I believe can open up our prayer lives, even our simplest of prayers, to even more power from the Holy Spirit. As we close tonight, I want to challenge you to practice exactly what we've been talking about tonight. I want you to take those four steps and put them into practice right here and now where you are. I want you to turn to your neighbor and ask him what's one thing that, that you can pray for them for, whatever it is. And don't let them give you the answer, oh, I'm fine, or oh, I'm blessed. No, no, no. Everybody's got something, whether it be small or big. Remember that you can trust our Father. And hopefully, if you're nice enough, they'll ask you the same and you guys pray together right now, and then next week, or the next time you see each other, catch up and see exactly what it is that our good Father has done. After you guys pray, you guys are dismissed.